Hi, welcome once again to uh, to another episode of Candid with Credible. Today, uh, we're very fortunate to have Vijay Mulbagal with us. Uh, Vijay has been a veteran banker. He's a senior executive vice president with HDFC Bank. He heads multinational coverage uh, for HDFC. He also heads supply chain finance uh, Pan India and is also the head of corporate banking uh, for Western India for HDFC. Uh, we're very fortunate to uh, call Vijay one of our mentors and greatest supporters here at Credible. Uh, so thank you for that, Vijay. And uh, Vijay has spent an entire career with uh, with banking, especially with HDFC, uh, in roles ranging from wholesale coverage, credit, uh, product, and strategy. Uh, very warm welcome to you, Vijay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nero. Pleasure to be um, on this. Great. Uh, Vijay, you've had you've had a fantastic uh, uh, journey in the banking space so far. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear a little bit from you on your experiences uh, over the last fifteen odd years that you've been with HDFC. Sure, banking is completely unlike you know the startup um, industry, right? It's a it's a pretty old uh, school uh, organizations, and you know things are. Because you know, obviously, high, highly regulated, and uh, you have to be compliant with um, several regulations. Given you are dealing with you know public money, and you have a fiduciary responsibility. Uh, so, so learning is uh, fantastic, and uh, the bank has built leadership position in several uh, you know products, as you are aware. Right. As to me, I started as a as a branch operations you know, person. I started with a branch uh, where you take care of individual uh, requirements. Then I moved into trade um, you know, operations and trade sales. That's where you take care of specific you know, area of, um, of uh, corporate requirement, going from individual to corporates. But if you look at it, uh, you know, uh, our horizon is, you know, we are problem solvers at the end of the day. So, the larger problem you solve, the better uh, for yourself in terms of uh, realization of your own potential. So, I find corporate banking is a place where you know you're solving larger problems, you're basically following the money end to end. And at every stage of this, follow the money, there is a problem to be solved and a product to be created. I think you know the so I, I found corporate bank to be you know a lot more fascinating than you know being in a product. So that's how I got into corporate bank, and it's been a fantastic journey. A um, lot to, uh, lot I learned, and lot I have to give credit to my organization, you know, and, and giving the opportunity to um, learn and grow. So I always believe it's a virtuous circle of um, learn, contribute, and grow, and that uh, virtuous circle has played out very well. So supply chain also happens to be one of those, you know. Problems that you solve at you know, various stages of uh, you know this uh, cash flow when you follow the money. So we've been fortunate again to build uh, products that uh, that the market likes and uh, the corporates you know um, want and prefer uh, you know amongst various banks. No, that's fantastic. It's been a you know you've been with HDFC for a very long time. Uh, you you I I think you started with HDFC and then went off for a bit and came back yeah, uh, and and it's it's been a phenomenal journey i mean you are probably one of the most reputed bankers today in in the corporate banking multinational space um, and you've seen it all you've seen um, the evolution of uh, indian banking over the last 
uh, 15 odd years, uh, and especially in the supply chain space. So uh, let me ask you this, uh, you know, as HDFC Bank, how has, you know, your approach to supply chain financing and receivables financing evolved over the past decade or so? In fact, you know, surprisingly, we, we started supply chain almost uh, a couple of decades ago. You know, this, this product has been around for a couple of decades. And, uh, and obviously, as we said, you know, when you follow the money, you realize that, you know, there are obviously problems to solve, which happen to be, you know, in this case, the working capital problem. Uh, for both the corporate as well as for the, you know, the supplier community, largely, you know, it's largely in the receivable side of the corporate on the, yeah. on the, on the, um, uh, sorry, my, my, my apologies on the, the payable side of the corporate and receivable side of the vendor. That's, that's where, you know, uh, most of the financing has been because it's easier to solve that problem compared to a problem, you know, which is on the other side of, um, you know, uh, the follow the money um, chain. Right. So we, we probably, you know, um, did some of the industry first in terms of coming out with, you know, product structures as well as, you know, technology. But after that, it has largely been, you know, um, uh, do more of the same and yeah. uh, which has worked very well for us. You know, if you look at it, you know, whatever we have done, it's been an execution story. You know, you get your execution right and then, you know, it allows you to scale up because you've got your, uh, you know, ads right on the ground. So I think you know we've did uh, more of, uh, of of what worked for us, uh, either in terms of product or technology, and uh, that has um, delivered well uh, for us. We have invested in uh, relationships. You know, as a bank, you have the advantage of you know dealing with large corporates and several of the products that they do. Uh, supply chain financing happens to be you know one more product that you can structure and deliver it for the corporate and. Uh, that makes um, um, you know corporates receivers you know a lot more, um, and uh, and uh, we, we've been able to structure even on the other side we've been able to structure some other products which have worked brilliantly for the large uh, corporates and uh, and these these uh, products have run for over a decade you know and and uh, we have of course in the in the process tweaked it a little bit of course you know when the regulations change you you become you know obviously immediately compliant with that and. When the new technology comes in, you know, you can kind of, you know, uh, update yourself and uh, be on the tech platform. So I think it's uh, it's, it's a fantastic uh, journey, uh, largely on the on the on the buyer side of uh, of the corporate. Uh, uh, um, so which is basically payable side. On the receivables also, we have I think structured several solutions which have worked very well for the bank. Uh, um, so, but you know, if you look at it, we've honestly not uh, really uh, branded it well. We've been doing it as a matter of course. In fact, incidentally, you know, we've been uh, calling it a supply chain management, you know, all along. <laughs> so, <laughs> whereas whereas it was supply chain finance, but you know, of course, you know, now uh, now it's um, you know supply chain finance. But I think you know uh, we have done it uh, reasonably well. Um, we we we, are, we believe we are in leadership position there, and of course, there's a lot more to do. The market is so big that you know there's a huge opportunity for everyone to uh, you know participate and grow the market as well as well as Sure. You know, do more for ourselves. Absolutely, and and uh, do you? I mean, over the last two decades that you have uh, been a part of this uh, endeavor, how much has technology evolved for the bank within specifically within the working capital space? I think you know, I won't give credit uh, to technology as much as I would give credit to a product or a process or execution. You know, thus far, at least thus far, I would say. 
because um, because see it's a simple need uh, you know when you come to supply chain finance it's a very simple need uh, there's a moment of truth where you need to make a payment and then you know that's when you intervene and you know become a financier right so the i think the technology per se uh, was very simple uh, that that was required to execute uh, supply chain finance i think i would credit uh, the product the process and really the operational excellence you know that we have always had as a bank nice. which uh, which which helped uh, build the portfolio going forward i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't uh, say the same i would say probably technology will play a much larger role i mean in general in life you know technology is going to play a much larger role it will probably solve lot many problems that you know otherwise we have been struggling with and i yeah. think you know come supply chain finance i would expect you know technology to play a larger role than you know it hitherto played at least you know um, in in our uh, in our case right and and you know that's that's also very uh, uh, it's it's kind of showing up now also right vijay because we see a lot of banks partnering with uh you know with fintech players with with uh, uh regtech players and and you know that is where uh, a lot of shift is happening with with indian banks and multinational banks operating in india uh why do you think that is i mean do you do you see uh, any value in in partnering with fintechs and if so you know how how do they help uh, the bank's goals see we are basically you know you and i are basically frenemies you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, we 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 have to coexist you know we have to we have to compete we have to cooperate so we basically uh, are in the business of competition right so why do i need fintech because uh, it will be um, too much to assume and uh, being presumptuous to think um, uh, any organization will be able to uh, develop all technologies all products all processes etc so we believe that uh, see there are there is a customer there is a product there is a process and there is technology and uh, we are we are absolutely happy to tie up and uh, work with uh, fintechs um, in any of these uh, you know spaces where uh, we believe you know they bring value and why do uh, fintechs bring value that you know um, uh, banks themselves can't uh, create because they typically you are single focused right you typically are a single line uh, you know uh fintech which is focused uh, on doing something you know and doing it better and better obviously you will use uh, technology a lot more than uh, a typical bank would and uh, and uh, we would be pretty happy to um, work with uh, uh, uh fintechs which bring value in any of these four areas that i spoke about and we believe that you know take the case of credible i think you know there are there are opportunities where we can co-create and uh, and uh, develop the market you know it's just not about uh, doing it even just for a customer when you when you work around all these three four areas you are essentially developing a market and making the pie much larger ultimately mm-hmm. you know in a, in a competing market you know unfortunately you know there is always an effort to shrink the pie and get a, a larger piece of it but it's not helping uh, anyone i think you know there is an opportunity to um, increase the uh, size of the pie uh that is why i would want uh, to work with uh, fintechs uh, more uh, friends than enemies within the frenemy uh, you know <laughs> framework <laughs> no no certainly for for credible banks are are super friends because uh, you know without banks we don't uh, we don't exist in in the sense that we want to so uh, you know for us it's 
these relationships are our super priority and and uh, we believe that what we can add value to the bank is to be able to uh, you know create some nimbleness uh, to be able to expand uh, you know the coverage of of vendors and retailers and dealers and distributors uh, so using digitization and using uh, technology so i think that's that deepens the pie like you rightly said and and helps uh, you know, expand working capital availability to a segment which which generally is underserved. Um, but but you know that being said, a lot of regulatory change has uh, also ushered in a new era for working capital finance, especially to MSMEs. And, and the government is extremely pro financing MSMEs. Uh, do you expect further regulation in this space that will create ease of business, that will create easing out of credit? the SME MSME space and, and if so you know how is the bank looking at that space I think you know uh, I won't uh, comment on what um, the regulator uh, might uh, do but I can tell you one thing I think everything that uh, that either anyone who's enabling it you know, who has the power to enable it would like to have uh, more financing going towards MSMEs absolutely I think that that will be a uh, absolute objective. How do we channel uh, uh, cheaper and uh, more financing towards? Of course, more in the sense, you know, the required financing. I'm not saying yeah. more than what they require. The required yeah. financing towards MSME segment. I think that will be an objective which, which you know, um, any enabler uh, would would like to uh, uh, lead to. And uh, obviously, you know, a couple of more concerns that obviously, um, you know, uh, typically these enablers would like to uh, have control over is, you know. Are we financing genuine transactions? That's a very important thing, you know, because if you look at the amount of capital that is, you know, flowing, you want to ensure that you know we are financing not spurious transactions. We are financing genuine transactions, and we are also not uh, doing a double financing, right? You know, yeah. there is there is a uh, possibility of you know financing a trans same transaction you know, twice if we don't have the checks and balances and controls. That is, I think, as an industry, you know, uh, you are a big stakeholder in the in the entire uh, working capital for MSMEs supply chain space, and of course, we are a much much larger, uh, you know, um, uh, player and stakeholder. We have to be very conscious about how we are uh, avoiding those things and ensuring that uh, we are all playing it for the long term, and also we are playing it for, um, you know, um, the as as we increase the size of the pie. The increase in the size of the pie is for the right reasons and you know right drivers are you know, leading to that instead of you know anything else. No, very well said, Vijay. I think that's one perspective that's rarely come up, you know, in our discussions uh, with bankers, and and I think it's it's absolutely vital. I mean, uh, to ensure that the right kind of credit goes for the right reason, um, and not for the sake of uh, lending. And and we see a lot of you know uh, fraud sometimes in in the digital lending space. And and uh, that's one one area which might adversely affect the space going forward. That's so right. uh, you're you're absolutely right, and I, I think uh, that's been uh, even for us has been a, a, a you know focus uh, when we execute programs. But but you know a lot of this, um, if I look back say to one and a half two years ago, right, all of this uh, you know within the supply chain space, the working capital space was a nice to have. With uh, the silver lining, <clears throat> uh, if we can, if we can call it that, of this pandemic has been that you know large companies have moved rapidly towards that digitization, especially uh, in ensuring that their supply chains are strong and in, and intact. 
and and that's really um, uh, you know helped companies like us grow rapidly also over the last two years. But that being said, we've seen a lot of banks, including HDFC, partner us uh, in this growth. And uh, uh, what I you know kind of and I know the answer to this, but for the viewers, it'd be great to know uh, what kind of changes uh, has HDFC made to replace uh, physical KYC, et cetera, with digital and whether it's documentation or processes or you know whatever. Uh, how how do you speed up onboarding? How do you digitize it? And and HDFC has been uh, playing a big role there. So just love to understand what your thoughts are. Sure, you know, I mean we can't say this in every part of our life, but uh, when it comes to digital, I would say less is good than more must be better. Right. Okay. So I think HDFC um, uh, Bank had started on a digital journey, you know, well before uh, COVID. Obviously, that's how. Uh, we are a leader, um, right. and, and you know, large largest percentage of transactions do happen, you know, through right. digital channels. So that's 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 how you know um, uh, we we reach out to customers, we uh, service the customers largely through digital channels. Of course, you know the work from home has been the biggest uh, you know um, change that happened for uh, most people. Obviously, you know you had to um, obviously. Uh, capacitize yourself to making that happen. Of course, when you look at our uh, our uh, employee strength, we're very very large. So enabling it for uh, most of them was a uh, biggest um, you know, change uh, and uh, a driver of change as well. Um, and so much so that you know, um, in fact, uh, when people are being asked to come back to uh, office, um, I think they're uh, they're looking at organizations which can allow 100% work from home. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that you know some interview almost sixty percent of them the reason they want to shift is that uh, the organization has called them back you know to office half yeah. the time um, so uh, but yes you know processes uh, products everything you know today I think a lot more digital um, I, I won't call it digitizing yes there's a part of digitizing where you know what you are doing physically you do it you know on a on a on a laptop or a technology platform but digitalizing is largely a change of mindset right that's where you know probably everybody is now uh, uh, realize the potential of uh, uh, digitalization of thought process which allows everyone to uh, uh, efficient uh, improve the efficiency of processes you know come out with a product which is probably hitherto not possible and make uh, uh, workflows automated, all of that. I think, you know, the important point is I think people are realizing the potential of uh, digitalizing the thought process more than anything else. I think I would, I personally, I would think that for me, it was the biggest, um, when I invested in, you know, it's an old school, uh, you know, environment, but I invested in, you know, um, reading a lot more about, you know, uh, how things are uh, changing in the digital world, you know. Some of the things that have been being missed about is you know, the convergence. You know? The convergence will happen at one point of the power of convergence will come when all of us come together you know, in, a, in a, a thought process which is a lot more digitalized. No, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is a great new mantra to have. Digitalization of thought processes. I, I've never uh, thought of it that way. We've thought of digitization of processes for sure, but, but the all more important uh, thinking being digitized is is amazing and 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 you know that's uh, should that happen across corporate India? I think that would be a phenomenal change. 
I, I, you know, the more I read, the more I realize that probably we are living in 1800s. So, I mean, in general, you know, um, the more and more you read about Silicon, uh, you know, Valley and uh, what's happening there, I mean, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. You know, people could end up living to 150 and 200 years. You know, we missed that uh, opportunity, <laughs> but, but probably you know, next few generations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've, Vijay, uh, you've been a mentor to many startups and. Uh, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on how the startup ecosystem has evolved over the last few years in India? See, if you ask me, um, we are a hustle economy, right? You know, in Indian jugad economy, as you call it, you know. Yeah, I mean, in the Indian entrepreneurs are abound. You know, you step out and see, you know, vegetable vendor. You know, you see, you know, somebody coming up with sudden uh, the pakodonomics, so-called pakodonomics, right? So, right. I think you know, Indian entrepreneur has been always there. You know, I think you know the startups have always been a part of India. I think that that's why you know I would call Indian economy hustle economy, the jugad economy, where people are finding ways and means of you know uh, uh, of uh, coming out with you know ideas and executing it and making livelihoods. But today, what has changed is you know a lot more organized manner in which startups are happening. You know. Of course, tech driving you know good part of uh, of of that um, change, and importantly, I think capital is chasing ideas. You know, if you look at the amount of capital that is available, it's it's chasing ideas, and you know anybody with a good idea, the capital is available. So, uh, you take you know you take are you solving a, a real life problem? Yes, money is available. Can you do it better than what you know the incumbent player is uh, doing? Capital is available. Even look at the large organizations themselves, and uh, I think you know there have been startups. You know, Microsoft has been a startup because you know historically for 90% of their uh, existence, some product gave them revenues. Last 10% of their life, you know, totally different product. You know, gives them revenues, and they have been a startup in that sense. You know, giving them a two trillion dollar, uh, you know, market cap. Sure. But I would I would tend to believe uh, uh, execution is you know absolutely key i'll tell you i mean fascinating that you know in um, in when i was uh, uh, studying i used to go to british library i found that uh, sure very you know frustrating that i would i had to take a public transport go and all that so i said i actually thought about digital library wow. never followed through otherwise you would be speaking to a jeff bezos absolutely <laughs> so the point is about execution so I think you know the idea is you know is is worth nothing if it's not followed through and executed well. I believe um, kudos to those people who have executed. But I think I also I'm very interested to see the economics behind every uh, startup startup as a model. Uh, if you are in the business to just you know uh, make valuations and uh, sell off, it's a different ballgame. But if you're if you're in the business of creating value. I think you know, uh, not keeping an eye on economics um, uh, is is um, absolutely unwarranted. Uh, so it's part of the execution, right? So you get your math right. If you haven't got the math right, I think you know, just pushing the can down the road, hoping that the math will correct itself or down the line, is something that uh, that I think you know uh, will be difficult. Uh, uh, given you know, I've been a HDFC banker and you know, so much of uh, DNA being uh, HDFC bank. So that's a, that's something I know I would be a little uh, 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 concerned about, but otherwise opportunities galore. Given that you know capital is available, tech, uh, technology is available, uh, the the last mile uh, execution with focus on math has to be correct. 
No, you're absolutely right. There is no real replacement for real revenue and real profit, right? I mean, whether you are a startup or you are HDFC bank, those two don't change. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. I think that's, uh, you know, what, what startups need to think about uh, the, the shortest, quickest way to get to growth and profitability. But let me ask you a cheeky question, Vijay. Would you ever set up on your own? See, what is required for a for a startup? You know, um, you need, uh, for example, you know, probably the progression could be into a fintech because I I don't think I can put up something you know in AI or ML, right? So probably fintech. So I have credit experience, I have relationship experience, uh, I have lending experience, I have product experience, I have tech experience. So why not? Absolutely. So when when do we hear it happen? <laughs> Uh, see, I think uh, that said, you know, uh, some people are uh, made to work nine to five, right? You know, your, your mindset is nine to five uh, uh, mindset, and some people are uh, made for uh, you know coming out as entrepreneurs. Honestly, the bug hasn't uh, bit me, I should say, uh, but you never know. I mean, that, that's a funny part about the future, right? So um, uh, the good part is, you know, thankfully, you know, one, when I was young, I used to think I wish I knew uh, the future. Today, I really, you know, if somebody gave me that uh, boon also, I would say, don't give it to me because I, would, I wouldn't like to know the future, but that's the fun of it. Uh, you never know because I think there are all in the ingredients and um, uh, when to mix it and um, come out is something, you know, I'm, I'm honestly not sure of. <laughs> but yes, there is potential. But we'll keep looking. We'll keep waiting, Vijay. Um, but, but look, uh, you know, just as a, as a parting note, I'd love to hear from you in uh, any advice that you'd like to give aspiring startups, aspiring bankers uh, for the, you who want to lead the next wave of uh, innovation and economic growth? I think as, as I said, you know, um, what led me to actually thinking digitally is, to, is my curiosity about you know, what's happening the, uh, around the world. I think you know, uh, banking is you know, as such is a pretty regulated business and people have to be you know, a lot more careful with the fiduciary responsibility. But, but um, adoption of tech thinking allows you to innovate um, either your processes. Of course, the customer is at the beginning and end of everything. Put your customer first, understand you know, the unmet, uh, you know, unsolved uh, problems. And uh, anything that we build around uh, solving those problems is a huge opportunity. I mean, you take the startup space, you know, it's, it's funny, agri-tech, you know, edu-tech, all, all kinds of techs. I mean, not everything is going to be, you know, obviously, uh, you know, um, a growth story. But I think the opportunity uh, uh, within finance is because everything, you know, finance, money touches everything. And uh, the opportunity to create uh, uh, specific products for specific segments of uh, population, uh, taking care of their, again, you know, unique needs. Is humongous and that can uh, happen only through technology because otherwise you know you will end up your um, you know uh, cost being too high and obviously economics not you know working to your advantage. I think um, uh, you have to be absolutely. I I I was fascinated by reading a story about how uh, the the Silk Route uh, website, which used to sell uh, drugs online, was cracked by 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 a lowly officer who had. Uh, interest in Googling. He just had this, uh, you know, um, he was a Google native, basically, you know, he, he used to spend nights uh, just Googling. And uh, in one of those um, Googling sessions, he identified the email ID of the person 
who was running this uh, Silk Road um, website, which used to sell uh, drugs by by you know obviously accepting bitcoins. So I think you know it's fantastic when you are curious and when you are uh, um, either internet native or you know uh, digitally native. I think the opportunities are humongous, and I think you know um, uh, what you can create for yourself and for the organization. Uh, and when you obviously branch out and do your own startup, I think the opportunities are unlimited. Uh, that's phenomenal, Vijay. So, I want to take back two things uh, from from this. One, of course, digitalization of thought processes, and and the other one is you know your passion to read and passion to uh, understand what's happening in the world around you uh, sure. to be able to bring that. To reality. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, it's going to be, create a lot of value for people who listen in. And uh, I really want to thank you for all that you've been uh, doing for Credible and all the support so far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.